0: Welcome to the Raising Vibrations podcast, where your hosts, Simon and Jennifer, connect to discuss evolutionary astrology and human design, our personal inspiration and passion for knowledge as a guiding light in these times of change.
1: So welcome to episode 16. Um, Following our most recent, or the theme of our most recent podcasts, with this um, theme of looking within and uh, individuating and connecting with our own inner sense of empowerment and healing and basically being self-sourced we are going to continue that theme with a part two today on the eclipses and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, inner security and inner authority as the theme of cancer capricorn with this solar eclipse that is happening today
0: yes that's right and it's, it's a really, it's a really important theme because we have a lot of planets in Capricorn at the moment. Uh, we've had, uh, a few, uh, solar eclipses and lunar eclipses happen in the Cancer Capricorn axis over the last, uh, year. So, you know, we, we've really, as a society and as individuals been working a lot on, you know, what does Capricorn look like in our lives and, how does that relate to, to Cancer, of course, in terms of the relationship between Cancer and Capricorn? you know, What do those archetypes mean? Uh, how do we psychologically and emotionally integrate those archetypes into our lives as part of our evolutionary theme or pattern? And for me personally, I think that there's a tremendous amount of significance on the topic of conversation today. And this solar eclipse is taking place. And it's specifically relating to, from my point of view, looking at Saturn's cycle entering back into Capricorn, as it has been in Cap- in Can- um, Aquarius for uh, a few months, and looking also at what we have been experiencing with Jupiter's transit through Capricorn, and Jupiter's transit conjuncting not only uh, Saturn and uh, Pluto, but you know, what are all of those cycles? look like now as they've come to the surface like what what do we do with this awareness that that has uh, matured so again i think there's a there's a a lot to talk about here so i'm really excited about it actually
1: yeah me too i mean it, th- these when we do these podcasts or we share our insights and videos or um articles or anything they often come well they they do come from our own process and our own life experiences so Um, as with, um, an eclipse, you know, with, uh, intensified energy and the way we experienced that, we, we get to directly experience the energy and that's why we decided to now, um, add a second episode to this 2020 eclipse season, um, podcast that we did last uh, week. And this one. Right. With the focus on the inner security and inner authority because we found ourselves in a discussion this morning in a, in a conflict or, you know, confrontation where we got to the point where we realized that, you know, it was just a hidden, another hidden aspect or layer of the inner security that had been placed, displaced basically externalized and authority. So it was this this experience of, you know, where you've got a piece of yourself and you've externalized that and you've placed it in another and then you're seeking something in the other to stabilize your own inner um, emotional state or um, stability or to give yourself the permission or authority to be able to be fully yourself or whatever it is, you know, that that we have these things all the time. It's, that's what happens. It's what relationships are about. It's how we experience most of our conflicts with others. And now we have it on a larger scale with a collective experience of this. So it's, we are seeing it out in the world and, um, from from my personal experience and understanding and awareness it can only be developed in each individual individually like one person at a time and i i said this in our last podcast about you know we have to um the transformation happens within each individual and then collectively there can be a collective transformation where many individuals um go through that transformation and today we, we want to go more into what that transformation's about you know like the what does it look like how what kind of things will be highlighted for us and how will we um move through that and w- you know what to look for and how to do it and mm-hmm. and this is kind of the theme that we found ourselves yes. discussing and and looking at and exploring.
0: That's right. It's it's a really it's fascinating to me because uh, of of a few things and I want, I want to really kind of lay down uh, a strong foundation for why I consider this conversation and the the theme in the conversation to be like really really crucial, like really crucial. So I'm going to start off with something very macro and, um, pull our attention to a more larger global cycle that would that I, you know, it used the, the Virgo Pisces, um, age. Okay. So we're talking about a 2000 year cycle that, um, earth and the human race gets conditioned by this, the Virgo Pisces, uh, science. Okay. Um, and we go through these ages, roughly around two thousand years. They just they switch. So, what has the Virgo Pisces age looked like in humanity? And um, I will post a link in the in the description for a video that describes it in one hour, uh, and that's called uh, it's the Virgo Pisces age. It's a video. It's a, a presentation at it to get like a deeper understanding of it in terms of understanding why inner security is an essential part of healing yourself. When you look at the Virgo Pisces age, we as a collective and through that individually externalized our sense of security. And that would look like the externalized father. So the externalized image of a sense of security that we would have placed it in and this externalized sense of security, the image of God, the image of the savior became a mechanism in which we as a society and individually would um, regulate each other through making sure another person, you know, wasn't uh, offended by what I said. Okay. Right. We, we feel guilt for, uh, you know if, if choosing to do something for yourself and feeling guilty because maybe you' you're going to be told that you're selfish as an example. okay. And this internal dialogue that is very, very subtle and but very loud has become the framework for how we neglect or reject or become or we disassociate our internal essential needs. Okay, and part of this process of Pluto transiting through Capricorn, Jupiter transiting through Capricorn, Saturn's transit through Capricorn, was bringing to the surface an entire like restructuring, re-overhaul and exposing of these deeper unconscious patterns that play out in our lives that we don't even question because when the vast majority of people agree to it in some way it becomes something that we don't generally question and people that would be very sensitive to this would be you know the black sheep of the family person where there would be something about your nature that would be different and you try to be different and there would be a lot of how you would be rebellious or breaking the rules or there's something unacceptable about you and what we're talking about here is the boundaries of uh, rules that you need to adhere to or listen to um, that are agreed upon within a a group of people and if you are outside that then there's judgment or rejection
1: well the been the, the foundation of them is in the ideology that um we're comparing ourselves to a perfect god yes Correct. So there's that p- ultimate perfection as Correct. a comparison all the time. And if you can't live up to that perfe- perfection, you are n- ultimately not worthy.
0: That's right. That's right. Exactly. And that's that's a really, really um, beautiful way of just putting across something that I think is that, that we all need to, in some way, shape or form, come to, to recognize where those parts of ourselves have had to be dismembered. Um, to meet uh, a greater uh, pattern of regulation, okay, a behavior. So in terms of of coming a little bit now closer down to the micro version of this process, our natural nature is in some sense, until we have fully internalized our own sense of authority, we'll we'll still have our emotion placed in another person's behavior and so we have an attachment, and another person's attachment, and or our attachments to them, whatever that might be, an unresolved emotion. Um, if they, if that other person behaves in a way that triggers that, what our natural response would be to do is to try and control that person's behaviour, so that we can feel better about the emotion that's been brought up inside of ourselves, mm-hmm. and. That that to me, as I kind of end off here, because I want to pass this on to you and to to your thoughts here, but to me, the underlying root cause, or not root cause, but the underlying root that is at at the bottom of, I think, Raising Vibrations' work is aligned with recognizing that as we move forward in our evolution, our collective evolution, this pattern is completely breaking down. And because of that pattern breaking down, we're becoming more aware of the fact that we have a deep individual nature that has a very unique way of expressing itself. And this deep individual nature has a trajectory, a a kind of experience here. Mm -hmm. And because we haven't been able to fully nurture that part of ourselves, the ability to actually recognize it in complete wholeness is... It sometimes can be challenging or difficult right so part of healing is in terms of this world right now in terms of this space in terms of this present moment it looks like recognizing where we have truths or myths about ourselves that we have internalized um, that no longer serve our actual authentic truth and types of behavior patterns or, or, um, control mechanisms that we have attachments that we have to things that prevent us from feeling something, right. Feeling uncomfortable with, uh, a trigger as an example, and, and then trying to ask the other person or the other thing outside of ourselves to, to fix. And I think that's now becoming very evident globally, right?
1: Yeah. And that's, I mean, this is what we talked about in, uh, one of our podcasts, That we released on um, emotional maturity Mm -hmm. was it collective global crisis and our collective evolution exactly and um, where we were talking about how we regulate ourselves emotionally and we are needing that we seek um, we seek for the outer or we want the outer world to regulate our our emotions Mm -hmm. as adults Mm -hmm. and because we haven't learned to really mature within ourselves in a way where we can grow into our own authorities or that hasn't been supported in within the structures we exist within, like where we've grown up because hierarchical systems um, need to need people to have an externalized authority for them to work. The hierarchy itself demands a, you know, a surrender to the authority.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Whereas where where we are moving, the ideal version of where we are moving would be a kind of um, synarchy where we are, um, where everyone has their own inherent authority within themselves and this is what human design promotes, inner authority and how to be able to process. I mean, it's not so much about how to process your emotions, but it's still your inner authority and you, and you do take your power back. And while you're doing that and taking your power back, you are needing to deal with your emotional attachments. So it, it's mm-hmm. a process of, you know, reclaiming your authority. Yes. But um, th- the future... Is about self empowerment and individuality, and if and how do individuals, self empowered, self leading individuals, um, collaborate? And it's it's not like anarchy see, anarchy is a different, that's when you, you take the authority away from individuals, groups of individuals that haven't yet internalized their authority in a, in a grounded way, who haven't yet necessarily processed the emotional dynamics within them, the projected um, emotional needs and grown into um, self-regulating adults. Uh, I mean, on a, on an emotional level. Right. Um, so that's why it can be destructive. But what, I'm talking about the possibility or the direction, at least, for our evolution. And, and we we probably will only see it on a very small scale in our lifetime. And mm-hmm. But to at least, there is an opportunity to see it in smaller scale, like on a smaller scale level, at least within certain groups to experience this synergy where um, where we get to experience how we become self organized through following our inner leadership and authority.
0: Yes, that's right.
1: And this is a big part of of our Mm. actual direction. But when that isn't working, you know, we're somewhere in between. Like we're trying to break down these hierarchical systems or these Oppressive systems mm-hmm. without necessarily having done all the inner work that is needing to be done, yeah, and that's when it becomes um violent or chaotic, and um, you know it can get out of control, basically and i'm not saying you know speaking for everyone i know lots of lots of you have been doing the inner work and and the fact that you're listening to this and processing this must mean that you are resonating to the themes that we talk about which is often you know promoting the inner work and seeing that as a a, a huge huge part of um the healing process that we need to liberate ourselves from all the attachments we have to the outside world. And it doesn't mean not interacting with the outside work. It's just not needing it to be okay.
0: Well, you know, so, so a couple of things to think about is let's look at the model of school. For instance, Um, there's already within the context of the school, uh, a, a teacher who has authority and a listener. Okay. And so already, the nature of reality has been put into a position uh, into uh, a way of being that uh, you are listening so you are in a you are in a state where you're receptive you don't know and the other person is giving you instructions on how to uh, act and behave and what to learn and what to think etc and so this very specific way becomes the overall uh, structure in which our minds will perceive reality to be right so there's there's always going to be somebody that's that's the employer and somebody that's being employed and that that virgo pisces axis right surrendering myself to a higher will somebody there's always somebody above me and that psychology already already starts to create uh, our sense of of ourselves and it conditions that so that authority is already put in place now what we're well what I'm sensing here with, tr- with these astrology symbols at the moment is that the energy and the nature of the energy at the moment is moving towards re-establishing a way in which we as nature uh, interact and it doesn't look like uh, somebody at the top dictating. So what you see in the world outwardly, at least from my point of view, taking into consideration the understanding of astrology um, and the nature of the emotional and psychological way in which we as human beings operate, um, a large percentage of the emotional turmoil we see is where there, has, where there has been displaced emotion that has not been aired and allowed to come out in a way that would be um, acknowledged for what it is and so it becomes distorted and when it becomes distorted it comes out in ways that um, represents more shadow qualities so so unresolved attachments a lot of us a lot of us okay and maybe even the uh, a large majority of the pluto and scorpio generation with uranus and neptune in a in capricorn and when i think about these cycles and i think about the nature of how we are changing at a societal level and by that default also individually they're kind of happening at the same time uh is that the the the, the person in charge or the energy that has a hierarchical structure to it okay uh, may have been absent may have been a repressive may have been not allowing for inclusiveness to exist and so there is a tremendous amount of emotion that hasn't been allowed to be fully authentic and so because of this energy and this expression in this human psyche that hasn't allowed to be fully authentic in itself a large part of that anger is held within the collective psyche there's a large part of anger that has that is that is going to be misplaced because it wants to push back where it never got the opportunity to push back you can just think about your own ex- uh, experience of when you felt that your own personal space was being invaded how the natural reaction would want to push back and, and it if becomes
1: you, more forceful doesn't that's it? right it's like becomes, you use more force than you would have originally because right. you need to
0: that's right yeah. exactly so so the 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 natural like law would be that in order for something to rebalance itself, it's gonna come back at exactly what you said. So there's there's a tremendous amount of awareness present at the moment of the importance, not only or let, let me put it to you this way, there's there seems to be a, a tremendous amount of awareness coming to the surface where these complexes are present in our world and where they are present in ourselves and and what we are trying to do ultimately in terms of healing is recognize that the part of yourself that needed to create a persona or a personality in order to um, agree to a social uh, way of being because that is breaking down all of a sudden that persona is breaking down so you're having a lot of people kind of lose a sense of identity, people don't know what to do with themselves and and that's forcing an inward process and then if that inward when that inward process comes along the structure needed to regenerate what has been dismembered or repressed looks like okay uh, i noticed this person is triggering me in some way obviously this is a utopian experience but this is ultimately the ideal like way of trying to uh, reclaim uh, the emotion that has that is in a displaced place, right? And that and it looks like recognizing the trigger within yourself, and then asking yourself, okay, where am I? Where may I ask that other person to regulate themselves, so that I don't um, ultimately feel the uncomfortable inside of myself? That's number one. Um, and then number two, explore the nature of the attachment, so that you can come back to finding what emotional security needed to be tied up within yourself.
1: Right, so we've got the we've got um Saturn retrograde at zero degrees Aquarius and it's in conjunct um the sun and moon the new moon mm-hmm. at zero degrees cancer mm-hmm. and that's got that's connected to that process right yes. where you have a, a
0: well somebody actually in the the monthly q and a s on our patreon asked about what what is the significance of those two in conjuncts. and um I was like I don't think it's good news, <laughs> uh, because not only, firstly, because the natural relationship between Aquarius and Cancer is Aquarius doesn't see the the Cancer archetype, the inconjunct, the blind spot. So when we do experience a sudden shock, the emotional body becomes becomes the first thing that get that becomes affected by that. Right. Okay, so what you see with this new moon solar eclipse that's occurring in conjuncting the Saturn. Is where Saturn in Aquarius has created sudden shocks so that these traumas can come to the surface in order for them to be processed. Okay.
1: Right, right, exactly. And
0: so the answer this is why I'm saying this podcast is this one is specific, is because while that trauma comes to the surface, what do you do practically? the the shadow response is how can how can i how can you stop me from feeling upset because you did it to me you you caused and you
1: might have to go through the process of doing that but we always have an opportunity to reflect afterwards Mm -hmm. if we're not able to regulate ourselves in in the midst of a a trigger or an experience that's completely natural yes but To be able to process it afterwards and reflect on what happened and where you yourself um, had a role to play within that and how you can um, internalize your security, another layer of your security um, to within yourself, empower yourself in that process, through that process, that's where the growth can happen. I mean, I w- I was thinking about this earlier and I was saying like, how many of you have experienced that, you know, when, when you have an internal conflict, like say you, there's something, you have an emotional need and you really, really, really need someone else to meet that need for you. And yet when you feel that way, it's consistently reflected back to you that that need cannot be met by another in the way that you need it to like it's the reflection always comes back. So where you haven't been able to meet it in yourself, no one else can actually meet it for you. And then the same with authority where, you know, where you question your own authority in something. Like if you you're entering a situation and you're not sure how you're going to be able to stand up for yourself or how you're going to be able to express yourself you're you're surely then going to attract an experience where someone does exactly those things because mm. it's like life is trying to show us where we have externalized these things and it's it, it's revealing it so we can take it back like i've had that my entire life and f- through that process i've i've always i've learned a lesson to internalize this you know to internalize my authority and to stand in that and and through watching that process consistently in myself and then as soon as i haven't done that i would have it reflected back to me and then i would know like oh okay well here's something more for me to to process mm-hmm. so you see that it's this process is always there, but at the moment it's really highlighted. So yeah. now is one of those opportunities to really, really get in touch with what those. And there's things there's are. lots
0: of things like uh, you know I want to add to to what you're talking about here. Uh, coming back to the the, what has led us to this point and what we have been exposed to and how we've been, how we have been part of conditioning. Um. I think about the the natural connection between Aquarius and Cancer, okay? So thinking about the natural zodiac, 360-degree wheel, and Aries starts at zero, the opposite side of Aries is Libra, 180 degrees, and all signs equal 30, okay? So the nature of the psychological makeup of the human experience. So Aquarius makes a 150-degree aspect, a blind spot, it's, it's to Cancer. And within each sign, there are blind spots. So what I was thinking about when you were sharing that is you're tying the umbilical cord, okay, with inside of yourself. You are tying the knot inside where the emotional attachment to the outside world um, is still had. It's kind of a metaphor for becoming, growing up, basically. So the child gets born and we experience the cutting of the umbilical cord. That would be, from the natural zodiac's perspective, Scorpio's relationship to cancer, which is Scorpio cuts it. The cancer part is where we have that connection to the mother, to the womb. And then the Aquarius part is the actual action in which there needs to be a detachment, a liberation from the connection. So when we experience a liberation from an attachment, it can feel dysregulating. That's the Aquarius to cancer in conjunct. So what we're seeing here at the moment is Pluto in Capricorn, Jupiter, etc., is exposing to us all of the attachments we have to our belief systems, the our conditioning, the the stories that we've told ourselves about what's etc. It's just coming all to the surface, all the securities. Mm-hmm. And this solar eclipse again coming back down to the the, the cycle of Jupiter and Capricorn, Pluto in Capricorn, it is illuminating to us that through this 2019 period and, and early 2018 with Saturn and Capricorn, we were maturing we were growing up we were having emotional experiences where we became more conscious of what we where we would claim our authority in ourselves. we would make a choice for ourselves and yes. honor that boundary, honor that place and then from there we would be able to interact with people and feel secure within our Sort of, if you had to look down and stand up and then look at your feet and think about the ground that's just around you, how do you feel when you stand on that ground? Do you feel that you're solid? Do you feel that if somebody was pushing you, you'd feel that you would be stable, or do you feel that you can be easily maneuvered? This is Capricorn. It is self mastery, it is the capacity to stand like the lighthouse does in the middle of the storm. And there's a video I did at the beginning of the year where I talked about Saturn conjunct Pluto. And um, I talked about the necessary archetype of grounding, right? Where, what is your center? If you don't have a center with inside of yourself and, and deeply grounded into, into your, your, your essence, you can easily be swayed. And, and during a time in which there's a tremendous amount of turbulence within the collective, within our lives, how are you standing strong, in your own essence and this is ultimately the point it's and and the message of of what we want to do is kind of put across here that the stronger that you can mature in yourself the stronger you can put the scaffolding and develop and use the like to literally grow yourself from the inside out and use scaffolding to to structure yourself so that by the time the building is complete and you take away the scaffolding the building stands on itself
1: Right, and this right. is what we talked about in the um our one our podcast on, um, the retrograde season. Mm-hmm. So if you if you want to hear more about that, then we've got that there as well, where we discuss that more in depth as well. But we do we do need that. We're right in the midst of that, and we're getting mm. the opportunities to really. Um, That's right. Process those things and and claim our authority through the process of recognizing where we don't have that like the reflecting and strengthening our core and strengthening our inner truth and it's really it's like it's all there really inherently within us we're just like reconnecting the pathway between our conscious self and that part of ourself that is there Developing exactly. a relationship to it where we haven't developed that relationship to it. So that's kind of how I imagine it. It's like we've been developing our relationship to the outside world all the time and authorities and experts and other people and relationships and, you know, all of we, our focus is so outward. And now, particularly now during this retrograde season and and the eclipses and everything, mm-hmm. We're really getting an opportunity to develop those pathways into our core to strengthen that relationship to ourself mm-hmm. and and like bring more of that, bring more of ourself into the world, but as a grown-up, you know as a mature in, as a maturing adult
0: Yes and and it's 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 hard work. it's really, really difficult it's it's hard work because you the first the first psychological state that you have to be in in order to uh, begin this process is you have to give you you have to be completely one hundred percent honest with yourself yes and if if you can't do that or struggle with it, you have to come to that place first because once you're able to get to that place and allow yourself to be that way, you can then start to look at the things that are the weaknesses in you. And when I say weaknesses, I don't mean it in the context of how we've been conditioned to perceive weakness, um, but more along the lines of what has what is waiting to be matured, what is waiting to be grown. So a child, for instance, exists in all of us, and that child is not weak, it is waiting to mature. So if you think about life itself you think you see that there is a natural progression from the baby coming into the wo- into the world and we experience the cutting of the umbilical cord which is a symbolic representation of the initial initiation into self-reliance into becoming an adult it's the first step obviously as baby at the age of 6 months is not there that's not the point i'm trying to make the point is that once we incarnate into this this realm we separate from source within the, conce- within the context of the umbilical cord. And then we rediscover that source through our individuation process so that we know the truth of what we are. And that, to me, through my lens, is, is what the human experience is about in terms of waking up or awakening into you or deepening your self-understanding, however you want to describe it. Yeah. And part of that process is the relationship between Saturn and Neptune. Okay, so Neptune would be the, uh, the language or the word used to describe uh, dissolving all of the uh, ideals and false truths that surround you in your life, okay? And Saturn would be the process of reparenting the relationship between that inner part of you that wants to grow and the outer part of you that makes the decisions, so as you see with Capricorn and the tremendous amount of symbolism over there, when Jupiter and Saturn actually conjunct at the end of the year in Aquarius, this is going to be a, a, a kind of opportunity for you to see how much of this inner scaffolding you've used to structure and stabilize and become more solid in your ability to recognize where your strength lies and And what that, where you have become less attached to the outside world's behavior influencing you, right? Um, And to give yourself that firm handshake, as it were. Not that that's going to happen with Corona, but um, you know, when you stand in front of another person and you 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 assert yourself in a way that's confident, not arrogant, but confident. You you are you're you're comfortable in yourself. If you want to have a debate with somebody. Um, you find yourself being very open and curious and allowing a different perspective to exist, mm-hmm. knowing that, you know, this is about exploration. Um, it won't look like, OK, I need to try and tell you what it is that you that we need to think collectively, because that makes me feel that I'm not then alone as an example and this is something that's huge.
1: Well, yeah, security and numbers, right? Mm-hmm. This is how we we create a sense of security for ourselves. It's one one of the most um you know, primal um awarenesses that we had to develop communities and safety in numbers and and so that awareness still y- prevails in, and we have this collective movement but just because you have a security in numbers you don't want to be losing yourself in that like that's the Mm. thing you don't want to lose your truth your security your you know everything that you are within the group dynamic because then you are completely dependent on on that group dynamic moving in a direction that you can be in or that will sustain itself. Whereas if you're able to be self-sourced or, you know, inwardly self-reliant or um, have a connection with your inner authority and be emotionally secure within yourself, then you can interact within the group and you can bring something to it you know you can bring a sense of whatever it is that you bring to the world you you bring that to the group and you add Mm -hmm. value to it you add value to the place the experiences you know the interactions that you have in your own way so
0: that's right and I was I was thinking about um, when you were talking, you know, about integration here. Uh, uh, Ken Wilber is really, really. Um, he's he's developed a, a really great system of understanding about how we as human beings biologically have evolved, and these next stages in our spiritual process. And one of the things that he pointed out was that it's very important that as we progress into different. Uh, stages within our evolution that we also remember that the parts of ourselves that came before are all uh, are just as important so it's talking about integral um integral uh, theory and you know if that doesn't happen then what we have is kind of disjointedness and that there's a large majority of that also showing itself uh, in the world at the moment but i wanted to come back to some things that i thought were important to discuss and maybe to add value to those of you that are listening. You know, what what does it look like to to have inner authority? You know, what what does it look what are the steps what how can we if I, mean, I come off this podcast and I say okay, yeah. You know, what what does that look the like? The practical
1: application mm-hmm. of that. I mean, I always come back to human design because this is the the primary tool mm-hmm. that promotes um the ability to develop a connection with your own inner authority and it's different for everyone you will always all have different inner authorities but what it looks like is being able to make decisions that are correct for you and and to feel secure in those decisions and that takes a sense of inner security as well so it might mean you know everyone's going left but what feels right for you is to go right and what would happen in a situation like that if you're not inwardly secure and you don't have a developed sense of authority is that you would question your own um decision or your your own need mm-hmm. and desire or what feels right for you you would sway towards what other people might think and say or once you might um question your needs and you know it's questioning yourself or doing things to please others um consistently yes or doing things to prove yourself consistently to try and prove that you're worthy that you you know you're good enough Um, and there are all these different ways that we get distracted or pulled away from who we are. So inner authority, to have inner authority, in in my personal experience and understanding, means to make a decision based on what is right for yourself and then to do that, Mm -hmm. to move with that, with a sense of security within yourself in that choice, regardless of what the surrounding circumstances are. And it's not easy. It's not, but it it is possible, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And it is so very empowering to do it.
0: Right. And there's, you know, there's my experience of, of working with people who have known... Their sense of authority, but never given it the time to mature into a way in which it becomes a fully uh, integrated aspect of themselves because of that uncertainty. Or, hey, I haven't seen other people around me act or understand or express themselves in this way, so maybe I'm doing something wrong. Yeah, it's and not valued, as right.
1: I said, in our society that's because right. everyone has to contribute to the whole. You have all these musts and shoulds. How mm-hmm. many, how often do you? do something you really really don't want to do like <laughs> how often do you tell yourself I should do this because or I have to do this because even though it's it's going against your body screaming that you don't want to mm-hmm. you know this is this is self-sacrifice it's, yes it's a sacrifice of yourself for you know the outer world, mm-hmm. and in my experience, you don't actually contribute what you can to the outer world by doing that. Because if if you show up as yourself, like what I normally teach in my, in, in my classes, I, I will say, like people will thank me for, for showing up and teaching them. I'll say that I can't do it without them showing up. You know, we all need to show up as ourselves for us all to be able to interact with that, and if we all just keep on following what we think we should and must be doing, then nobody's going to show up and get to explore and develop this growing new structure now in in my from my understanding and awareness on the way life is going, as in the the transits and how we are progressing, the structures that we depend on and rely on and that we have our security within are only going to continue to break down more. The more attached and tied into those structures we are, the more challenging and difficult it's going to be for us to find our own way as that happens. So if you can begin to do that work now, when there is still a choice, <laughs> then you yeah. have come a long way. Right. By the time there isn't a choice anymore,
0: mm. yeah, that's. And really I mean.
1: don't say it to scare you, but I, it's it's really like we are. It, it's an opportunity now. You know, it will be necessity later.
0: Yeah, that's right. You know, and and um. From, from an astrology perspective when you look at uh, the relationship between your your Saturn and your moon in your chart that can tell you a lot about the way that you've um, how you've been early how you've been conditioned at home when you were growing up and the tri- the types of value structures and the self-image that you would have uh, developed and then when you look at your Saturn it will tell you how your sense of identity, is interacting with the authority that was around when you were a child and then when you get older and you go past your Uranus um, first Uranus square around 21 and you start to begin wanting to break away from the family conditioning or the the home life uh, rules that Saturn becomes then the way that you or your moon becomes the way that you then try to interact with society's rules and regulations on top of that it also your saturn will also tell you how you uh, assert your authority r- relative to what you had when you were growing up and then how that becomes the way that you interact again with society so your moon has two has two ways in which it will show you how you've how you've been conditioned and your saturn will also tell you two ways how you relate it to the the first authority figure and then how that becomes the to society right Mm. and it's 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 really really fascinating when you analyze the nature of how that shows up in your life and you can see that again the underlying condition was basically here's the parent we need the parent we get older in life we don't get taught inner security so then we externalize our our authority to the outside world we say okay well where is the parent where is the parent that needs to meet my needs now? Who's going to make the decisions for me? And that's where this lies. It's that collapse in which the parent is no longer there anymore, and we're going, um. Okay, you may hold on. You you act like that, and you act like that, and then if you act like that, and what if you if you notice if you notice yourself very carefully in your emotional reactions, you'll feel more safe with people. That don't emotionally deregulate you, and you'll feel less safe with people that do de- like will emotionally re- uh, right, deregulate so agree you. agree with you basically. That's right. Or do this, and that things. leads to this entire process of false um, authenticity, and it also leads to repressing your own emotions.
1: Well, you can never be fully yourself within a group dynamic. That's right, because there's always be a part of yeah. you that isn't acknowledged within that. Yes,
0: yes, and so the, exactly, and it becomes, and this was something that was really, really fascinating. Um, Rebel Wisdom was doing a, a talk on different, like they were bringing in different speakers, and uh, Brett Weinstein. The, he asked the the guy from Rebels and Me asked Brett. Um, again, I don't want to go into too much detail what true Brett is, etc. But he said to him, you know, what happens? Why can't we within our communities then establish a uh, a shrine? It's not. He didn't use the word shrine. That's the only thing that comes to mind at the moment. Where everybody agrees. That what the message is on that thr- that, that shrine, like all the Ten Commandments as it were, we all agree to adhere to those things. And he was like, yes, this works. But what you have then is within that community, if somebody doesn't agree to that collective agreed rule, then immediately there's a there's a process of somebody feeling isolated. And what I wanted to put across was it's actually natural. This is going to be really, really interesting to hear how this this shows up. And I'm going to be completely honest here about it. But it's completely natural within the archetype of Libra to show us what is inclusive for us and what is correct for us and what is not. So my my personal view is that not every single person is correct for us. Not every single person is here. We're not here to make friends with every single person. Yes. And because of that being the case, we need to become comfortable with saying, no, this is not correct for me, and the other person going, okay, yeah, I get that, and moving on. But we don't know how to do that yet. So what happens then is is that when somebody puts a boundary in place, the other person feels rejection, and then that rejection becomes an emotional deregulation process because we haven't dealt with our first rejection complexes.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Right.
0: And so now what we have here is also this really subtle but thing that's showing up where where boundaries are healthy they actually become something that shouldn't exist
1: well well, what i was i mean when uh, one way to develop because we were discussing this about healthy boundaries Mm -hmm. and healthy boundaries in in my view would be also individual and they would be um changeable like you know depending on where someone is in each moment some boundaries would be more fixed and some of them not so much and and when you but the boundary would be your personal boundary like i don't feel like this i don't i mean i was learning this when um our oldest was uh small and i was trying to interact with boundaries like to to put boundaries in place but on an individual level so not this you know how parents have this idea of this united front and Mm -hmm. that you always have to agree on everything because boundaries are individual they're individual like today i don't feel like playing that could be a boundary for someone on one day and then not the next or there can be certain other boundaries that you that are constant anyway so in a society that would be healthy you know have the healthy interaction we would all have an awareness of our own boundaries and be able to speak you know put them in place or express them Mm -hmm. and and that comes back to the same thing as i was saying before with um your authority yes it's like respecting yourself Mm -hmm. and then being able to interact with others and and in a way that isn't forceful because you already you've already developed it in yourself so you know when you say no to another you're not gonna go like no go away it's gonna be like yeah i don't i i'm not feeling like it today or you know this is doesn't feel right for me or i don't really want to do that yeah without guilt exactly
0: that's where that's when you know that you that you've internalized the the virgo pisces thing of oh I have to feel bad now because I chose myself in a yeah. society where it's not okay to choose yourself.
1: Right. You know, Matei, I can't remember. Um, I know I mentioned him in the last podcast as well, because he's, he's has some great um things to share, but he, he said something about guilt. I can't really remember it, but I'll post it below, but it was talking about um when guilt arises to say, hello, guilt, my yes. old friend. And it was just basically he reminding to, yeah. you. Of the things that you would rejected within yourself, yes. I think.
0: Yes, that's right. And there's that word, rejected. You know, so coming back to to what I was talking about with Saturn and and Moon in your charts, and and kind of you know piggybacking on from what you were saying there,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, where we the, those symbols when we begin to integrate that into our lives, when we begin to integrate our Moon sign and our Saturn or our sense of identity and our authority um we become comfortable with scenarios where here is somebody or a rule put in place and we don't feel rejected by the rule right. okay we 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 can understand that it's a boundary and it's you know providing um it's providing a, it's a function that 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 boundary is in place for whatever reason like we can go to the swimming place for instance and there's a boundary that says not allowed to run here now that boundary is put in place because that's an area that could be dangerous. And so we kind of respect that area Mm. because the cause of that type of behavior could lead to things that are not friendly or not nice. So there's a boundary in place, right? Mm -hmm. So we respect that. And so boundaries are healthy when we're able to recognize the authority within ourselves. And again, that comes down to understanding the emotional attachments. Where do you feel that another person's behavior needs to be in a specific alignment to meet your need uh, so that you wouldn't feel that emotion. That's that's the key.
1: Well, yeah, it's we're we're often trying to avoid the uncomfortable R- emotional or yes. um, feelings in within ourselves, but yes. we don't know how to. Yes. Um, and we allow. haven't.
0: Like no, who to, who who taught us that at school? You know, you, you were no, told I
1: mean, emotional regulation would be a great thing. to <laughs> Yeah, you to would actually. think, right?
0: You would think, you would think that that would be the case. Mm. Which yeah. is why I think going forward into you know the the, the future, the possibility or the potential for uh, communities to exist where the value structure in the community um, understood those things as important, and I think honestly that's what's occurring here. We are in the midst of the birthing of that type of necessity.
1: Absolutely, uh, I mean you see it everywhere now. People, it, there is a realization of our dependencies globally. Like with Corona, there's mm-hmm. we have become aware of our dependencies on the global structures. Like how do we get um, like transportation, import, export, um, production lines that are all over the world, um, the economy, you know, the economic... Um, stability based in in these global structures Mm. so as soon as we those structures are threatened you can see that our ability to like to survive
0: yeah and thrive
1: have been threatened have been deeply threatened Mm -hmm. and what I think and hope is going to come out of this more and more is that we become more locally sourced. So we start to pull back our, um, imp- like what we have placed in these global, like what we've externalized so much. So it's happening. What I'm talking about, what we are talking about today <laughs> on an individual level, it's happening on a global yes, level as well. That's right. So, we might need to be able to produce, have produ- production lines that function within a country. Because mm-hmm. if, when borders shut down, it reminds countries that they are inherently yes. vulnerable That's right. to outside effects, mm-hmm. to nature, you know, to whatever could happen. And so we, that mm. we are coming back to our, where we are, And, and I think that that will happen on a more local level, it will happen more on an individual level, people are realizing where they have security placed outside of themselves on Mm -hmm. every single level. And then what we have been talking about today is a lot about the emotional dynamics. Because in order to take back your authority, or live in your internalized live your own authority, you also need to develop emotional security. Because the parent, yes, the, the parent that is externalized, you know, the authority that's outside yourself is ultimately the parent that needs to be internalized. Yes. So that is a, that is a development of inner security within yourself, because then you can go, Hey, I am my own parent. You know, I've been, I've, I've done that work. I am my parent. I'm not looking to you or anyone to tell me what's okay for me because I know for myself. Yeah.
0: And it, and um, the key words that I think come along with that is trust. You have to go through a set of experiences where you emotionally uh, trust yourself to to actually go, I don't, to be authoritative. You know, you, you have to have those moments so that your limbic system embodies the experience yeah. um, that you can develop that. You know, you can have an actual emotional experience that is related to, ah, okay, in that moment where I thought I would have acted this way, I didn't. I acted that way. And a, an experience came to me which reinforced that. And It's constantly just having those reinforced experiences until eventually it becomes second nature. Yeah, so it's that a takes process. time. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's a process. It takes time. So mm-hmm. this is an ongoing process for us. And we don't, we can't see it all because these are all blind spots for us. hmm so we find out through our interactions with others when when those things get, That's you know, right. revealed to us. And yeah,
0: I mean, I was thinking, I was just thinking quickly um, when you talked about nations realizing that during closed borders that they, you know, that they need to, that there was a, a a sense of okay, well, now we have what we have in our place and trade, and so on might not necessarily. Uh, flow in the way that it has been in the past that would be a perfect example at an external at a global level what it feels like when something happens in your personal life so mirroring that now what's happening globally right when it happens to us internally we can see the whole world is going through it as within so without that's right and you you just need to you just need to have gone just go back to the middle of may the middle of april um during the first three weeks of of COVID, when the pandemic became really really you know prof- uh, exp- expressed yeah. right and look at how many people were f- were were freaking out like who how many how many of us how, how much need to control things was there and how much arguments were taking place amongst us okay Around what information was correct and not, and what this person said, there was just so
1: much that's what that's what happens right You police other people when you feel exactly. insecure exactly if you and that internalized was the, that. Right. that
0: was that was the thing that was one sort of what I mentioned is and that it,
1: and it's still it's it's happening all the time mm-hmm. and we will we will continue to experience that because we are feeling very vulnerable <laughs> and exposed at the moment and we need to feel that because we need to have these things revealed to us in on yes, every level yes. and it's it's a journey home to ourselves. we're returning,
0: yeah, that's a nice way to to end the solar eclipsing cancer returning home,
1: yeah, exactly, <laughs> wonderful well, um, we invite you to come visit our website and see what else we do um you know share with us in the comments if there's anything you know how you receive this or if you have any questions or other things that you feel that you would like some clarity on
0: that's right exactly yeah, yeah. all right okay well um thanks very much for listening everybody hope you have an amazing uh, day or wherever you are